post-production are pretty outrageous. Um, the realization that there was no money was huge. <laughs> Because now I've got a film that I've put all this into. Because on the first one, I didn't need to do post. We, we edited it, you know, and I, we could do that. So because my editor was on set, that was part of his deal. So I could still edit it. But because I'd never experienced that on the first set, I didn't, still didn't know what that actually involved. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah. So now I've got this film, which we, I know I can cut together. And I have to say, cut together very well. Yeah, yeah, it worked fine. Very well, because we shot all the bits we needed and put the elements there. Yep. Now I'm supposed to find some money somehow to make sound work, music, um, or every element that you could possibly need to have a completed film. So I did something probably quite genius. I found some people that wanted to be in the post element of my world. And I said to them, if you do this film for me, I'll be able to give you a couple more films. Because this went back to the networking. One of the parents that was involved in this project enjoyed it so much and liked it so much. And remember, I'm always an advocate for saying you never do anything because of what you think you're going to get out of it. We spoke about that in the first course as well. You do things because you love them and want to and enjoy sharing it. Very true. So this parent had seen this, loved what I was doing and said, we'd like to fund the next film. What do you need? What will this be about? So I knew that there was some money sitting there. So therefore I had to say, okay, how can I finish this film and get the other ones? So I think it's called Robbing Peter to Pay Paul. Yeah. Same people, same people involved. You sound person, you composer. If you do this for me, you will get this next film. And that is the only way I was able to complete it. Yep. And again, then that's about building those relationships, those long-term relationships. And the composer has actually now composed every single one of my films. Oh yeah, he's, he's great. Oh, and he's worked on several other projects that I've worked on yeah. outside of that because Absolutely. of the networking. Yeah, you know? because you chat to people, you get to know, and if you are a good person who loves what you do, then it works out, doesn't it? Very much so. In fact, that's interesting as well within the groups of all the films, how people have gone off and said, oh, well, I can work with this person. I like this person. Yep. Let's take this person. It's just this big family that grows and grows. But on the other side, there's there's the vice versa. If you do a poor job and you don't leave a good reputation, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, people aren't going to want to work with you again. Yeah, it'll, very it'll much be so. Very, strongly remember yeah very much so 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 now we're sitting in post now did you color it yes so we edited it yeah gave it to sound yeah we didn't have any actually really any adr yeah because that wasn't in the budget anyway yep. and actually james did a very good job on the sound i mean we all did what we could yeah exactly <laughs> like again i cringe at a lot of the production elements and the overall yeah, quality the, we all of do. that film. Okay, we're not sitting yeah. going, it's amazing. And by the way, you'll know that as well, because once you do one film which you thought was brilliant, you go to your next one and go, oh my God, that was terrible. Yeah. It doesn't mean you don't like it or, you know, it's because at that time, at that place, that's where you were and that's what you knew. Yeah, and so, beyond that, yeah. just the monetary limitations. Exactly. You know, that's you, always... You know. Because you can always hire someone better. You can always do something more if you have money and time. Yeah, but yeah. Money and time's a luxury. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. you coloured it to the best of your ability. What did we shoot yeah. on? We shot the Canon, didn't we? Uh, no, we shot on the little Panasonic GH4s. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So again, 
little digital SLR cameras, not true cinema cameras. That was the or same anything. for Trust Pray Hope, wasn't it? We kept yeah. the same camera. Yeah, yeah, we worked with what you know we had within the budget and what was available because there basically was no budget to yeah. rent or to get. No, it's like what do you have? What can you bring exactly. in? Exactly. Yeah. So therefore, when we get to post and you're having to color that, obviously you're probably in a situation of going, there's not really much I can do. Oh, the second you start to move anything, it just tears apart into artifacts and stuff. You yeah. Know? So it's like, okay, I can make it a little brighter and a little darker and I can do a little bit of this with the color. Yeah. But nothing like what we can do with the cinema cameras we've been shooting on, the high-end yeah. stuff uh, you that can't we can do fix things. You can pick people's skin out and change it any color you want. You can create a fake sky. You can do anything with the high-end gear, but again, it's just money. You know, and again, yeah. there's more time that comes with all of that gear as well yeah. in terms of setup, in terms of look. So it's it's a trade-off. You have to work with what you have at the time and make the best of it. And I think that's where it goes a lot into just knowledge and things like what we're doing right now. I know that yeah. I could do wonders with the same exact gear that we had back then. So if we look at the um, the equipment, as you said, if we've got that same equipment, that knowledge has now allowed us to move on. I feel that I would be doing the same, in all honesty. I would know that I couldn't have 90 extras and I wouldn't be trying to shoot all of that on a beach and I wouldn't shoot a garage on the road. So you're right. The knowledge actually, that outweighs the equipment in a way. To a certain extent, you can get away with murder if you come at things correctly. A lot of murder he's getting away with. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's so interesting because when I go into a lot of sets now, I don't have the same nervousness or the same stressors that I did on the first few projects and things. I'm very level-headed and just like, okay, this is what's happening tomorrow. And even if I know it's grandiose or I know it's something bigger than I've ever tackled before, I am very calm and I don't have this exterior stress that I used to have, like, can I do this? Am I prepared to do this? And it's because I've put so much time and so much, frankly, money into knowledge, doing things just like this, listening to other people who have done other things on all scales of projects, taking the time to network and talk with other DPs like we talked about in the mm -hmm. other, other section of the mm -hmm. educationals. It's literally one of those things where if you mm -hmm. are prepared mentally, you can go in and take full advantage of everything you do have, even if it's not a lot. And that's interesting from the DP's perspective then, because from my perspective, I felt like I have a lot of knowledge of the actors. You know, I'm directing, I need to understand the cast. And having been a theater director for 15 years, that is a given to me. So I knew that. So for me, the knowledge that has come that I've learned is now from the producing aspect to make me a better director and understanding what you need from my DP's point of view to make my visuals look good. Because even if the acting is good, I, I, it's not like I'm at a level where I am working with Helen Mirren. Yep. You know, if I was working with Helen Mirren, in all honesty, you could have this whole room in blackness and it would still be phenomenal <laughs> because it's Helen Mirren. But the, the people that I'm working with, we still need to make it look pretty. We still need to work on that. So oh. the knowledge that I now have from having worked with you and understanding what's necessary um, would allow us, you're right, to go back with that equipment and shoot it in a better way. Oh yeah, what you can dismiss and what you can't dismiss is a very important skill that you have a much better grasp on now. Yeah. You can say, oh, well, he's just saying that's important because, and you know 
it is important or it isn't yes, important. Yeah. Like the position of the sun, always very important. <laughs> yeah, and, and all of those elements, again, when you go through whether your money is there, whether you're shooting for longer, all those extra elements will only enhance you as a filmmaker. So I think the the thing to learn from this is about saying, really understand what your limitations are for that project then and there. And it might not be the equipment, as you said. If we had that equipment now, because of our knowledge, we would be able to do something better. So know your limitations and then learn more so that you can expand on those limitations by listening to all the podcasts out there, all the other academies, all the masterclasses, following through with us on our journey so that we can tell you when we get to our last film where we are now and, and the all that wealth of knowledge so that you could almost jump ahead and get to that straight away.